So good morning to you all. Uh, my name is Lydia Cabral. I'm a fellow uh, with the Rural Futures Cluster here at IDS. And it's a pleasure to, to introduce uh, two very <laughs> uh, friendly visitors <laughs> from the BRICS Policy Center. Um, quite a, an expanding and uh, influential think tank uh, focused on BRICS and international uh, relations based in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, we've been having interactions with, uh, with this uh, think tank for a number of years. And it's very good to have Paulo Stevich, uh, the director of uh, BRICS Policy Center with, with us today. And Giovanna Zocal, many, many of you probably have already met her. She's been with us for a few months as a visiting fellow. And they'll be presenting on uh, the BRICS effect, a paper that they've written together and that focuses on the impacts of South-South cooperation in the broad field of international development and how that's conceptualized. This is a a shorter sum, uh, seminar than usual because we need to catch a train <laughs> at, uh, at 12, so we'll run until uh, 15 past 11. And uh, Paolo and Giovanna will speak for about uh, 30 minutes, minutes yeah. right? And we'll have 45 minutes for discussion. So over to you. Well, um, thank you very much, Lydia, for organizing and putting the seminar together. Uh, it has been a pleasure to be here since March, uh, so a few months now, and uh, and now together with uh, Paulo, who is my supervisor in Brazil and the director of the BRICS Policy Center, we managed to to have a presentation. So I'll I'll start for a few minutes, uh, our, uh, discussing a little bit the architecture of the International Cooperation for Development. And then I'll pass on to Paolo uh, to discuss a little bit those alternative models. Um, so the International Development Corporation, we argue that it can be analyzed as a social field in the terms developed by Pierre Bourdieu, the sociologist, the French sociologist, um, in a sense that Bourdieu defines social field as a structured and abstract space of social positions. So the positions that the actor occupy in the field are relational. So um, the frontiers of the field were specifically demarcated with the idea of developed and underdeveloped country, uh, donors, recipients. So this position is the, what defines uh, how, the, kept, how the, the, the actors and agencies interact within the, the social field of international development cooperation. Those frontiers were demarcated with uh, the end of the Second World War. Of course, we know that there had been a few initiatives that happened before that. But the framework of assistance was mainly developed uh, with the Bretton Woods institutions. So we had the Marshall Plan, and especially we had the Truman's fourth point in his discourse in, in 1949. And this demarcates uh, the, the beginning of the development area. Um, so we have this hierarchical dichotomies. So as I mentioned, developed versus underdeveloped. Uh, donors versus recipients, and this is what defined the legitimate practices within <coughs> the field. So we have this natural world, uh, the self-evidence, and it's a common sense almost, it's naturalized and internalized by the agencies, this modus operandi, the way the, the practices are, were developed 
with and that moment. Um, nevertheless, there are a few tensions that were brought, brought by the global South actors. So, and this is not very new. We, we have been talking about this uh, after the early 2000s, but actually uh, we have a few landmarks that happened way before that. In 1955, we have the non-alignment movement with the Bangdung Conference. Uh, we had the Buenos Aires Action Plan in 1978, which will complete 40 years now, and uh, it, that was the first time that the term horizontality <coughs> came uh, along, uh, differentiating the donor-recipient question in this donor-recipient dichotomy. So the, the idea of horizontality uh, came along at that time. So <coughs> the Global South began to articulate themselves as a group, and develop a new strategy and bring up the debate north versus south as problematic. Um, at that moment, there was a f the, there was a few principles developed, and, it and which was th they were uh, defined as principles specifically with the Nairobi conference in 2009. Um, and uh, principles such as non-conditionalities, demand-driven, non-interference in domestic issues. And this is uh, mainly a response to the insatisfaction with the order that had been happening since the end of the, the Second World War. Uh, and this, I can briefly mention the, <coughs> the structural adjustments that happened in the 70s and in the 80s, and did this did not meet the pov poverty endeavor that we wanted to, that the claims were to, and this was the conditionalities that were imposed to developing countries and the recipients. So um, we can see what in, in Bourdieu terms, he defines uh, competition and differentiation as two different things. So competition would be the act agents in the South would be trying to get more um, influence within the field of international cooperation for development, but not questioning the principles or the rules. And differentiation, which would be what the South-South cooperator and actors have been trying to advance is exactly to differentiate themselves from the norms and practices that have been developing in the few past years in the international uh, cooperation for development system. So we are trying, what they are trying to do is modify the principles and subvert this order. And this is uh, what we have been seeing as we, we are using the metaphor of the BRICS effect. And this actually came from uh, an interview we did in Mozambique a few years ago. And the interviewee said that the relationship between donor and recipient were being very, uh, the practices were being modified in the field. And then we asked it why. And then the simple question was, well, there are five out there waiting. So that, that's when we came with this Briggs effect title. So what the BRICS effect does is it tries to instigate new practices and it questions the borders of the, the frontiers of this international uh, development cooperation as a field. So it 
when when the field was uh, developed and and stabilized and crystallized uh, these borders become naturalized for by the agencies and what the BRICS have been doing is to identify those borders and reveal those borders and indicate that there is a border and there is a problem with the dichotomy develop and underdevelop, develop and developing recipient and donor uh, and try to try to expand those borders and maybe even rupture the borders of the feud and create new practices and legitimate practices. Uh, it's important to, to identify that we are not necessarily talking about the BRICS as a group acting together. We know that uh, there are a lot of heterogeneities within the South-South cooperation. What Brazil has been doing and what China has been doing is very different. What India has been doing is a also different, um, <coughs> but in certain way, the Brazil is acting, uh, trying to subvert the order, and China is also acting, trying to subvert the order, and they act as a southern identity uh, when we talk about the international development cooperation field, the normative uh, idea and the, pra the legitimate practices within that. So they present some alternative models, and this is now where I pass on to Paulo, that he will discuss a little bit what are the consequences or what have been the, um, the, new, what the new models and practices that have been uh, developed in the last few years. So uh, again, also uh, I'd like to uh, uh, thank Lydia for uh, having us uh, this morning. Uh, um, and thank all the, the partnership we have uh, with IDS for a long time now. Uh, uh, what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do is, uh, uh, in uh, two or three tweets, uh, uh, is uh, uh, to discuss a little bit what are the effects of the uh, BRICS effect. Uh, 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 what has has uh, changed? with the, the growing presence of South-South cooperation within the, the field of international development. Uh, <coughs> and uh, I think we can, we can think on, uh, uh, we can think about two different effects. The first one is an attempt uh, by uh, uh, traditional donors to uh, share the burden of uh, 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 international development with the newcomers. Uh, uh, and this appears uh, with the rhetoric of the global public goods. Uh, so some agents like uh, uh, the Germans, for instance, they have insist insisted uh, that we can think about development, uh, uh, we should think about development as a, pu a global public good, uh, and the provision of this public pub uh, pu global public good should be uh, uh, shared uh, with the newcomers, or with new countries like uh, China or India or uh, uh, Brazil at least uh, five years ago, uh, when Brazil actually existed. Uh, uh, and this uh, particular effect uh, uh, led to a movement uh, within the OECD DAC uh, of trying to attract, attract uh, the newcomers, uh, these new countries, or South-South cooperation uh, uh, practitioners, uh, to its own uh, umbrella, uh, in a way that uh, uh, insisting that these countries should uh, 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 share common patterns, 
special in terms of quantification, uh, uh, in terms of monitoring and evaluation, uh, uh, in terms of the Paris Agenda for Effectiveness, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, so in that sense, uh, 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 both OECD DAC for, from one side uh, try to establish uh, uh, things like the China DAC study group uh, in order to share its own positions with the newcomers or uh, uh, agencies like DFID or GIZ uh, uh, try to establish its own uh, 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 or their own uh, strategies uh, uh, in regards to the rising powers or emerging powers or whatever they call uh, these uh, uh, newcomers. All, all these strategies, uh, if we think about the DFID, DFID strategy for uh, rising powers, for instance, we are thinking about a kind of advocacy trying to uh, bring the, the effectiveness agenda into uh, the practices of, uh, of uh, these South-South uh, 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 cooperation practitioners. Uh, they were trying to turn South-South cooperation into something quite close to what the traditional donors were, uh, uh, were doing, uh, which would confirm uh, 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 some theoretical uh, uh, assumptions that uh, newcomers should adapt to existing norms. Uh, uh, these uh, attempts can, can be seen also, uh, and especially the, the idea of sharing the burden can be seen also uh, uh, in the Paris agreements. Uh, uh, the, the failure of the Kyoto Protocol uh, uh, is uh, allegedly due uh, to the fact that the, these emerging countries did, did, not rev have, uh, did not have any responsibility in terms of uh, 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 climate change uh, uh, or in terms of mitigation or adaptation. And in the Paris Agreement, uh, uh, the bottom-up uh, methodology allowed these countries to join the efforts to, to uh, uh, address uh, climate change in a way that these countries present themselves as sharing the burden uh, 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 to, to face the challenges of the climate changes. Uh, and the, and the, it's, it, it also appears uh, in the, the construction of the SDG, in the, building, the making of the SDGs, with the idea of universality. Uh, the SDGs starts with this odd uh, uh, um, statement that, common that SDGs should re respect the principle of common but differentiated responsibility, so CBDR is there, but also universality is there. Uh, which means for uh, many Europeans, and I'm ins insisting on this uh, uh, particular sentence because I heard this a lot here in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Europe, uh, uh, for, European, for many European countries, we could consider that uh, we are all developing countries now. Uh, so we are in the same position, we share the same responsibility, uh, both in terms of uh, either in terms of uh, development or uh, in terms of uh, uh, climate change uh, uh, challenges. So one, one way would be to, uh, one effect would be an attempt to attract uh, uh, new uh, uh, or emerging countries to the same framework that, uh, that was already established uh, since the, the inception of the development field. Uh, the other effect uh, is uh, what we can call differentiation. So if from one side uh, we can think that these uh, 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 newcomers uh, would adapt uh, uh, and would compete 
uh, with traditional donors within the same rules that was already established, that were already established within the field. Uh, the idea of differentiation is that the rules themselves, they are melting down. Uh, and what we are seeing now is a differentiation among the actors because every actor is starting to develop its own patterns uh, 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 to deal with international development. And this is precisely the most important, which, which what I, we think is the most important effect of what we are calling the BRICS effect, uh, which is the, uh, 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 in a way, the uh, erosion of the entire development uh, field. We can see that. Uh, uh, when we look at uh, uh, ODA, uh, ODA is actually the cornerstone, uh, was actually the cornerstone of the, develop the international development field because it established from one side the differentiation between donor and, uh, and, uh, and the recipient. It, it establishes uh, the responsibility of the donors, the donors towards international development and towards uh, 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 the, the recipients. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the very idea of ODA is losing importance within the field of, the international, of international development. So some agencies are starting to stretch uh, the concept of ODA. Uh, 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 and uh, the concept, the, the idea of ODA now uh, is a, uh, uh, can be understood as a kind of a flow uh, that uh, uh, allows uh, a donor to invest in public-private partnerships in order to uh, uh, lessen the risk of private investments in the in developing countries. Uh, it would allow uh, developed countries to uh, use ODA, uh, uh, ODA's ODA funds to uh, deal with refugees' uh, questions uh, beyond uh, the one-year term uh, 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 that was usually uh, 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 a pattern uh, 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 for, for the use of ODA, uh, ODA funds to, to deal with refugees. Uh, and also uh, using ODA uh, to fund uh, security uh, um, tasks or security activities, uh, uh, both uh, uh, in uh, their own countries but also in developing countries. We can see uh, 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 the strategy of differentiation when we see OECD developing something uh, uh, like uh, TOSD. Uh, TOSD uh, <coughs> works with the idea that we should measure all the developing uh, development flows, uh, uh, including private investments, including public investments, uh, uh, including including uh, uh, low ones, uh, regular low ones without a grant a grant component, uh, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, and among these these flows, o ODA is there. So ODA is only one flow. Uh, among many other flows that cont that would contribute to development, uh, but it's not the most important. Uh, the uh, with the SDGs, we are uh, we are changing f uh, to this rhetoric that we should <coughs> come from billions to trillions, and to come uh, 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 from billions to trillions, we should bring private investment uh, 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 to the to the development field. Uh, we should consider <coughs> the relevance of private investment, uh, and those these a way to count. Uh, these uh, these uh, uh, new flows, but ODA, and that's the most important part. ODA is only one of these uh, 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 flows. Uh, and finally, the most uh, fascinating uh, uh, thing, uh, the most fascinating uh, 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 effect, is the fact that, uh, contrary to what everybody was thinking, that the newcomers would adapt to a, a framework already established. 
actually, the donors, the traditional donors, are adapting to the newcomers. Uh, uh, and we are, what we are seeing now uh, is uh, traditional donors claiming that uh, they should operate uh, uh, observing the principle of uh, uh oh, mutual benefits, which is uh, something fascinating since this uh, was always criticized by traditional donors as uh, uh, a way to do business with developing countries and not to foster development uh, 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 in the developing world or in the South. So, uh, in a way, uh, the, the main effect of what we are calling the BRICS effect, uh, uh, and again, BRICS is a metaphor uh, here, uh, uh, is probably the fact that all these countries, all the traditional donors are becoming uh, or are turning themselves into China. Uh, all of them are following the Chinese model and not the other way around. I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you. Thanks.